Well, this here's a VO Life, and I ain't here to do the introduction just for this week only. I'm a special guest here. So here's your, here's your host. Here's a droid driver for today. All right, and welcome back to the VO Life. And this week we have a very interesting interview for many of you because there are so many of you out there chugging along, trying to get to that full-time voiceover path, and you're looking for ways to get there. Well, this guy did it. He he took that chance. He walked in one day and said, hey, I'm done. And uh, so please welcome Trevor O'Hare. Thanks. I was done. <laughs> <laughs> Did, was that was that as scary as it was a relief? Was it both ways? So it's definitely, it's such a nerve-wracking decision that you make because, you know, you have a daytime job, you're working 40 hours a week. There's a lot of stability in that, right? So I didn't worry about when my next paycheck was going to be. I knew that I had benefits, right? If something happened health-wise, I could go down to the hospital and get it taken care of right away. You know, there's just all these things that make you, like, comfortable, in that job, but are you fulfilled? Are you happy? You know, that's a different discussion. So making that jump was a little crazy, but I mean, it's all worked out. You know, I'm still doing this and it's, it's going great. Good. <laughs> so I'm, you know, good. we'll get into it, but yeah, yeah it's, that's good. To it can hear. be scary. It can be scary. So your, your background uh, in working with VO, of course you, you did your part-time stuff, but prior to that, you had some other experiences with music or, or how, what kind of picture interest to VO? Yeah, that's right. So primarily, I'm a musician. That's been my hobby, my passion for years, probably since I was like 11 years old. You know, my parents gave me a guitar and I started, right? Um, and when I got onto Fiverr, my original intent was not voiceover. It was music production. So I had a gig set up and I would offer music services. Like I was trying to do jingles or, you know, produce music for other bands and stuff. And it worked like to an extent. And what I did was I was like, I have all of this audio gear. What else can I do on Fiverr to generate some income? And I was mm -hmm. like, well, I have a microphone. I guess I can do voiceover. That's a category here. And I, <laughs> I threw up a voiceover gig <laughs> and uh, it took off. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? What, what is this yeah. voiceover stuff? And that ended up being like my primary breadwinner. And I just took it and ran with it, man. <laughs> Heck, that's Fiverr's awesome. crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it is crazy, and it's it's funny. You can accidentally walk into this stuff. I wanted I wanted to do something in broadcasting or or something since I was old enough to talk. I mean, I was reading uh, sports scores into a Panasonic cassette recorder when I was five years old. It was what I wanted to do, but here it is, fifty some odd years later. And we're recording things at work for COVID, and somebody said, "You you know, you can make money doing that." And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> so. I kind of stepped in way accidentally, but uh, it's pretty yeah, neat, that's though. really neat, really neat. It's and it's a lot of fun. So you mentioned Fiverr. You're doing quite a bit on Fiverr. Are you also casting a wider net these days, trying to work the marketing waters? Yeah. So Fiverr's definitely like the main source of income for me, just because you know being a top-rated seller now, the amount of work that I can get is really just astronomical. So I'm really happy there. But yeah, I'm definitely doing more direct marketing than I had in the past. Uh, that's been my focus this year. Um, so I've recently started using a CRM. I'm using Nimble right now, testing it out. Um, prior to that, I was using just a spreadsheet and I would call up production companies or email them and book work that way. Um, social media has been a good tool for finding direct clients. Uh, LinkedIn especially, it's kind of weird. 
Like you think of LinkedIn as like this crappy work network that nobody really uses, but like when it comes time to find VO work, it's actually pretty good. It is. It really is. <laughs> Amazing how many people go on there and research things yeah. and look for people. I never would yeah, have thought. that is neat. No, I, I wouldn't is. either. Um, as, um, you know, as you're doing this, you mentioned spreadsheets. I, I was always a spreadsheet nut and I've, I've played a little with Nimble. I started using voice overview, uh, to track jobs and auditions and work. And you can, it's not a CRM, but you can put names and addresses in there. Okay. But, um, uh, the, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's not good enough. I'm just not there yet. I'm not ready to dive in yet. I hope so. So for these new folks that are out there and they've been doing this for six months or so, and they got to be patient. Talk about the patience of getting into this and what it takes to climb Man. that fiber ladder. Let me tell you about patience. <laughs> so <laughs> when you first start out on fiber, you know this as well as I do, it can be really tough to get consistent work and to get it at a price that really makes sense long-term. So when I first started out with voiceover, yeah, I would get the occasional organic order here and there, but for the most part, I was really digging for those jobs. I was hitting buyer request section every day. I was submitting all 10 buyer requests. I was sharing my gigs on social media. I was doing anything I could to get orders to go through Fiverr so I could get some traction. And it took a while. You know, voiceover, it, it wasn't always my primary thing, like we've said. But even when I started to take it more seriously, I had other types of gigs up just so I could have activity in my account. So I wasn't always getting the orders. You know, I had a script writing gig at one point, um, like a copywriting gig. It was a little different, not necessarily for voiceover stuff. Um, and, and that actually took off to the point where I was like, you know, I don't want to be a writer. I got to pause this gig. It's like too busy. So I ended up doing that and focusing more on voiceover again. But yeah, it's tough, uh, especially when you're like level one. Level one is hard. Level two is a little better. But, you know, those goals that they set for you where you've got to make 20 grand, like once you've made two grand and then they're like, okay, now make 20. You're like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> it's like such yeah, a Yeah, I'm right there. Yeah. So right you, there. you know exactly what's going on. So yes, sir. it can be tough to make that jump, but it's just one of those things like, you know, you already made the 2000, right? Or maybe you just hit level one. You just made the 400. That's proof of concept. That means you can do it. You just got to keep doing it. And, you know, you make some tweaks here or there. Maybe you have to update your samples, maybe play with your pricing. But if people are paying for your services, you're a professional voice actor and you can make it work. Maybe you need some training or you make some adjustments, but you can make it work, right? right. And you've seen that, right. you know, you've progressed. I've seen you. Right. Yep. I agree. I agree. It's not uh, impossible. So in between Fiverr, family, new baby, lot going on. <laughs> so do you try to stick to some time blocks during the day that during this time of the day, I'm doing this during this time I'm doing that? Or is it just, gosh, I just got to do what I can when I can? Yeah. I mean, you're a father. So, you know, in the beginning, things are just kind of crazy and like you're getting sleep when you can, you're getting stuff done when the baby lets you get stuff done. <laughs> so like right now, my schedule is a little less set in stone. I'll, I, I probably do most of my work in the morning, um, maybe between like eight and 12. Um, cause you know, my son Rory is a little calmer than my wife can watch him for a second. Cause she also works from home this is a luxury that I have. Um, and then I'll record my stuff. I usually get it done by noon and then we'll go about our day. Um, 
other times, maybe I'll have some stuff in the evening. Like right before this, I had a coaching session for an hour. Um, so that was five to six, but like typically I'll do my stuff in the morning, relax for the rest of the day. I probably work like three or four hours a day if I'm being honest. Gotcha. So gotcha. That's how it goes. And I've heard it said today, listening to some other podcasts, this business is 80% marketing and 20% voiceover. Does that feel, I I think so too, if not more, it may be 90, 10, (laughs) you know, it's, it's hard to say. (laughs) It feels like it some days. Don't get me wrong. That 10% or 20% is vital. Uh, because if your voiceover suck, it's going to make it really hard to go full time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're assuming at this point, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're on Fiverr and you're trying to make it work, like you've got some modicum of talent that you're trying to harness and you're trying to sell it as a service. So, I mean, if, if you can't do the work, then it's like a non-starter. So I'm really interested in that 10 or 20%, but yeah, most of it is marketing. You know, we're assuming you have the skill or you're willing to develop the skill. And then we got to do the hard work of getting eyeballs on it. Or right. Ears. Right. So hundred percent. Yeah, I hundred, yep. I agree with you, man. It's the market. Yeah, that's, it, it was kind of a, uh, it wasn't a realization. I, I know that's how it is. Cause I know I only spend an hour, hour and a half recording a day, if that, and all the other time is spent digging for leads or, or auditioning, you know, for me, voices.com took off pretty well. Um, and I seem to be, I get quicker return there. So now I'm letting Fiverr stew. I'm getting better jobs on Fiverr, higher paying jobs. And I feel like I've got things set where they need to be. So I'm, I'm going to have to be patient with it and wait on it a little bit, I think. But the other, I have to chase really hard. Um, it was funny today. I popped up a audition on there and I saw the title of it was Toby. And I thought, you know, it's funny. There's an air conditioning place right up the road, and they use a dog named Toby. Couldn't be them. Well, guess what? It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. they're 30, 30 minutes away, and they're, they're on Voices.com looking for a voice. And it got shortlisted, uh, so I got my fingers crossed. And, of course, I mentioned in there that I was uh, 30 minutes away in a neighborhood. You, you never know. You it's never always know. fun when you get a local client. Like on Fiverr, the other day I got an order from a company called Orlando Vacations. It's like Mm -hmm. orlandovacation.com or something. And it was an organic order. They didn't even know I was from Orlando. And I sent them a message like, dude, I'm up the road. What's up? This is awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it's neat. It really (laughs) is neat. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get those that are far, far, far away, and they're Uh they're fun too, I guess, Yeah. sometimes. Man, the internet (laughs) is crazy. Like, we, our clientele are global. We can reach the entire world on these platforms and with direct marketing. Like, think about the opportunity that's there for people. Like, you know, we talk about how difficult it can be to market yourself and to find clients, but they're everywhere. You just have to put the work in, right? Yeah, and like you said, it's got to be good quality work. And um, uh, the thing that you got to realize in this, everybody's not going to like you. There's a very high rejection rate in this, but the reward is awesome uh, when you do get the reward, and it's there. It's there. I beat myself up the first six months. I said, I'll never be able to do this with an accent. And then all of a sudden, my Southern gig took off and it passed my main gig and I'm getting more work off of that. So it can be done. It's, it's you know, it's not always the voice. It is the way you use the voice and, and the, you know, are you personable? Do you, are, are you just talking or reading? Or are you really selling something? It's not rocket science. To, to a lot of us, but to some people, gosh, I know it's hard for them. Therefore, there are coaches, and you have, uh, like you just said earlier, you've dived into that world. But before we talk about that, let me say 
this. This is a little different. I heard one of your uh, demos that you had helped somebody with the other day, and it was fantastic. Uh, the production quality and, and all was fantastic. Uh, very, very impressive. So people that are looking to get their first organized uh, well-made demo, they don't, you know, I can't afford J. Michael Collins. You know, a lot of people can't pay those crazy prices, Chuck Duran prices yet. They may can later. Uh, I think you're a good place to start. Highly recommend that they talk to you about that if they get the opportunity, because that was super production value. Very well done. So, so if you were starting over today, knowing what you know, would you do anything much differently or pretty much take the path you took? Yeah. Well, I would definitely still start out on Fiverr. Um, that was really a great introduction to freelancing in general because I had never freelanced before. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a musician. I had played in bands. We toured and put out records and stuff. Completely different experience. Completely different. You know, I, I was never the person to sell myself and my services, like almost like a door-to-door -door salesman. You know, like Fiverr gives you this platform where you can set up shop and it's kind of like they hold your hand through the whole thing. Like they time your orders for you. They remind you to get stuff done. They handle the marketing. Like I didn't have to do anything except music and voiceovers. It was awesome. Um, you know, once you get a little more into it, you can start to do the direct marketing and then the onus is more on you to handle those other details too. But like starting on Fiverr, I would do that any day of the week. Um, now, knowing what I know now, I think I would have probably invested a little more in some coaching or like courses to do things the right way on Fiverr. Cause like when I first started, I had no idea how like the algorithm and the search worked. I mean, it's still kind of a mystery to everybody, but we're getting better at understanding it. Um, but my gigs were just trash. If I'm being honest, <laughs> like I, I'm surprised people found me at all because I wasn't using the proper keywords. I wasn't doing the kind of research that I needed to do with my competition. Like I just put the gigs up and let them hang out. And I did that for months. Uh, I mean, I got lucky that they got picked up a little bit, but once I started to hone in on setting things up intentionally, you know, focusing on keywords that are relevant to my voice and my service, that's when things really, really took off. Cause you, you know how it goes. Like once your gig gets picked up by Fiverr, you just ride that wave for a while. And then once that wave dies down, you kind of rely on your clients that you already have the wave picks you back up you keep going it's a crazy experience but um that's the thing i would change i would get a little more guidance from someone who had been gotcha. there before gotcha that's something that i've been preaching heavy to people lately is you know they're worried about equipment and this and that no go get some help get coaching get help with your gigs let people get you know help with your thumbnails because that presence and what people are looking for on there has got to stand out to get the attention and then you have to be able to deliver um, we we used to talk about the uh, the difference in having oh you have this great demo I went to somebody and I paid four thousand dollars and I got this demo okay can you reproduce that demo right probably not that's and that's very scary so yeah that's, and that's the that's thing tough. like with the demos that I do I've, I've had multiple people approach me to do demos and I've turned them away because they don't have the experience yet to be able to reproduce what I'm doing for them. Um, you know, I want my clients when they come to me to already be able to record their voice well enough to like make it worth all of our time. And then like, you know, how adept are you at adding background music or 
you know, what's your signal chain like? What, what are we working with here? Because you can spend all the money you want, but it needs to be a reflection of your skill. Like you're absolutely right about that. You know, I've always self-produced my demos. Some people want a little bit of extra polish on it, but you know, it's got to be yeah. reflective of who you are and what your skill level is. You know, you can cheat and go listen to other people who have paid a lot of money for their demos and you can learn a lot just by listening to other people. I, I do a lot of that on Voices.com, listen to the top 50 um, artists on there a lot, listen to what's in their demo, how, you know, how long do they last, what changes are they making, and what are they, what themes are they following. Um, and speaking of that, are you noticing, and I've noticed it lately, of course, two things. Last week I had, I think, two or three political ads at an odd time of year to get those all off Fiverr. I did, and they were all, of course, negative towards the current administration, of course, because that's that's all that's left, you know, to do right now is complain and try to get people prepared, I guess, for the next election. But the other thing I'm noticing is the upbeat, we're coming back, we're opening up, we're this, we're that. Are you seeing a little of that here and there yet? Yeah, you know, the upbeat stuff is more so what I'm seeing. Um, I had a political ad gig on Fiverr. I, I paused it. I, I only have two gigs active right now. I have my main voiceover gig and my audiobook gig. Um, but on that main voiceover gig, I have seen some of those like return to work messages or like, you know, everybody's vaccinated. You know, we're coming back full capacity, you know, that stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting trend. You know, you look at world news, world events, and then you start to see correlations in what's going on in the voiceover world. I'll give you an example. Um, aside from like back to work and vaccinations, um, you know, there's been a lot of interest in cryptocurrency lately. You know, Dogecoin and Bitcoin um, are have been in the news a lot lately. And there's been a lot of like volatility in the prices. When all of the Dogecoin news was coming out, people were talking about Elon Musk on SNL. I got like 10 different um, cryptocurrency orders, like people with cryptocurrency books or YouTube channels or whatever. Like they all mm -hmm. wanted to just talk cryptocurrency. I was like, cool, works right. for me. I, right. I like money. Right. I like reading scripts. Let's do it. There but, you go. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see how that all correlates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got contacted on my auction gig on uh, Fiverr by Ravencoin. And nice. they, ha they have me doing a, I do a live virtual NFT auction for them every Friday. And uh, it's, I've seen you talk uh, about that. That's such yeah, a cool gig, man. It is. It's so weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here in front of my, my monitor and people are putting their bids in and I'm auctioning just like I'm live auctioning, although they're just bidding on on the screen and they have a blast. It's that's just so crazy. Wild. And I yeah, think we, that's a testament to like, sorry to interrupt you, to, oh, you're uh, fine. to using the skills that you have to advertise yourself and make money because you used to do that. Right before mm -hmm. you got into mm -hmm. voiceover, you had done auctioneering before. Yep, yep. Yeah. Since uh, yeah, since nineteen eighty four, actually, long time. You've been doing it for a minute. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like you're you're adept at that. You're very skilled, and you market that, and that's that's mm -hmm. one of your segments. I think that's so cool because not everybody yeah, does it, that. I don't offer that. Not by yeah, long it shot. Fit, it it fits in with all my other stuff. I guess, you know, you think, think blue collar and Southern and whatever auctioneering kind of goes right along with it. 
I'm, I'm not going to stand up there and auction off a piece of art with the 25. Would you be 25, <laughs> now 30? That's Do not I hear 45? <laughs> <laughs> the sold to the gentleman in the back. No, I'm not going to do that. So here's a question that may throw you off, may not. Is there anyone out there in this industry that you've looked at or followed or anything and said, man, I wish I could sound like them? Sound like them. That's an interesting question because I see a lot of auditions on voices or elsewhere where they reference specific people. You see a lot of like Sam Elliott, Morgan Freeman, whatever. And, um, you know, in some instances, I think it would be cool to have a really unique voice like that that's really desirable. But I think, you know, another thing that plays into that is their fame, right? So Morgan Freeman is a highly skilled actor. He's been in so many different films and, you know, that's how people know him. Um, I don't know. I've, I've gotten to a place where I really like my voice and I don't think I want to be anybody else. But um, if I if I had to choose somebody, it'd probably be something like that because I just would want to make all that money. You know, every <laughs> other audition is like, we want you to sound like Sam Elliott. I'm like, I've seen Big Lebowski and I've, you know, I've heard his monologues, but like, yeah. I don't sound like the guy. <laughs> yeah, I I don't either. I, I try to do a knockoff of it, but I can't do that. The other one is uh, the guy from The Office, uh, Chris, John Krasinski. Krasinski. Am I saying that right? I can't remember. How I'm not sure how to name. say it. I know who you're talking about, Jim, right? Jim. From The Office. Yeah, Jim from The Office. I see his name on a lot of stuff. Um, on auditions, you know, like as like the guy uh, next door conversation yeah, in the early thing. the early thirties stuff, yeah, and uh, and here I am getting the st- stuff on voices. It's classed age eighteen to thirty five all the time. I don't ever get stuff <laughs> in my own crazy? age group. Uh, it's just weird. They don't know. I'm not going to tell them. They don't. They don't know. need to know. They just nah, like that voice. Don't. That voice of that's choice, all, baby. That's all that matters. Enjoy the voice. Enjoy the ride. So, so let's pump up your 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 other things a little bit. Let's talk about your coaching a little bit and what you do and how people can reach you because I want to give them that opportunity um, to reach out to you. So, with my coaching, what I primarily focus on is not like acting. I'm I'm not teaching people how to read scripts necessarily and perform. What I'm teaching is the business side of voiceover. So, you know, setting up your Fiverr account or if you're on another platform, we can work on that. Um, you know, tips for auditioning, I'll do that. I did that with a student the other day. Um, but it's mainly business stuff. So we can talk direct marketing. Um, you know, if you're looking for an acting coach, I can give you some recommendations. But that, that's not really what I'm here for. I'm interested in helping folks take this hobby, this passion, and make it into something where you can actually make a living from it. That's that's yeah. why I'm here. So yeah. now, um, that's that's a good different approach. That's not what a lot of people are doing, and you hear people looking for that a lot. Yeah. So that should be a good thing to press. You know, I I'm not an actor by trade. You know, I don't have years of training as an actor. I'm just a guy that can talk, and I know how to use audio equipment, and that's how I got into it. So you don't have to have all that acting training to do it, but it's going to help you. So if you find a coach out there that has that skill, like you know mm-hmm. Anthony Pico, we all know him. He's been doing that kind of stuff for years you know so that's the kind of guy right. I'd be like yeah maybe go check him out if you want some acting training but mm-hmm. like for me I, i'm more focused on the business of voiceover that's that's my interest in coaching and that's what i right. offer right um, he so can also he, teach you to do this hello <laughs> <laughs> hello yeah i love that that's i mean so that is such a trademark i mean you mm-hmm. talk about a brand he's, he's yeah. definitely branded right there with that he knows what he's doing so, 
He's a good guy. So the that part of business coaching and and demos, you you'll do demo work. And as you said, if people are ready, you'll screen them and decide if they're ready. And then if they're not, go practice this stuff. Come back later. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's I think that's great. Uh, that that tells you a lot about somebody's core. That I'm you're not out to just make a buck. You're actually trying to help people. And that's one of the things that impressed me uh, the first time I talked to you. You know, I could tell it's there's a genuine interest in what you're doing. It's not, um, and I'm not going to name any names, but there are so many money trains out there where people are just, you know, get on this program, you pay $200 a month and you stay in this for a year and a half and you'll be a great VO and I'll have $3,000 of your money. Yeah, you know, everybody's got their hustle. I get it, I respect it. I am not in a position where I need to be like fleecing people like that or like I don't I don't need every single dollar bill that gets like tossed my way. I'm very thankful for that. You know, I want to run an honest business. I don't want to just take people's money and run. So that's really my whole like philosophy on this coaching, the demo stuff, really everything I do. I just want it to be honest. I want to have a good time. I want people to respect what we're doing together and to feel like they got value out of the service. So, um, you know, if it's something that people are interested in, all they have to do is go to my website, it's trevorohair.com. And on there, like if it's coaching, my calendar is right on there. So you can actually just pick a time, pick a day and book it right there. Or for the demo stuff, you can buy it right there, but I would prefer that somebody just send me a message, use the contact page and uh, we can talk about it first. That would yep. be my preference. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Good steps. Hey, we're trying to keep these things under 30 minutes, but if we've missed anything, anything else you want to throw in there before we, we tag off here? So I think we've touched on pretty much everything that we intended to today. Um, you know, I hang out in the VO life. So if anybody has questions for me, you can tag me in a post in the VO life. I'd be happy to answer them, whether it's related to, you know, any of these topics we touched on today, or if you just have a quick question about Fiverr or whatever, you know, think of me as a resource. You know, Troy and I are good friends. We've been working in these different groups for a while now. So, you know, I'm going to be around. I'm hanging out. So use me as a resource, please. That's what I'm yeah, here for. Yeah, and, and your group is called Voices of Fiverr? Correct? That's right. Yep. All right. So you know, join that group or apply to join. If you pass the test, you might get in. <laughs> well, I just get a lot of folks from, you know, different places that are in like a thousand groups. And like I do a quick little research and like they're clearly not a voice actor, um, mm -hmm. so I, I deny them. That's really yeah. the only reason I have those questions. But as long as yeah, you're don't blame interested you. in voice acting, you're welcome. Yes, I'm doing the same thing. I, I've started slow. I've only got about 30, and we may never get to 100, and that's fine. Uh, it's just a kind of a small group that followed over from elsewhere. All right. Well, listen, man, thank you so much. I enjoyed this, um, and uh, we'll, we may do this again one day. You never know. But, uh, you never know. I'm around. Was, uh, I'm, you know, I don't do too much. We can hang out. We can talk. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for having me, Troy. This is really nice. And uh, it, for all of you out there, he might do this spiel, but I'm going to do it anyway. If you haven't already, subscribe to his podcast. This is good stuff. He's a genuine guy. All he's going to do is share great information with you. It costs nothing to subscribe. I highly recommend you do it. This stuff is awesome. That's right, folks. Jump on the tater wagon and take there a ride. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Trevor O'Hare, for joining us this week. I hope everybody enjoyed it. It's This is Get to Know You, where you get to hear these guys talk, that you see them on Facebook and in these groups, and you see them out there working, and you kind of get to know them a little bit. So, um, 
Trevor's got to get back to to the baby and uh, and that living that Florida life down there. So if there's a guy who jumped in full time out of a, a regular job when he was ready, he made that decision, and I hope that's an inspiration to some of uh, some of you out there who are looking for that down the road. It's not instant. He just told you it wasn't. It takes a while. And uh, anyway, that's what it's all about. Hey, thanks for joining us right here on The VO Life.